Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, good something else. Welcome everybody, you eight beautiful bastards, to the Eight Guys One Cup podcast. And yes, I know there's only seven of you currently talking except myself, but we all know I listen to this because, God, I love the sound of my own voice. Guys, another week has gone past and another exciting round of football is come and gone. And look, who better to dissect this with me than my my coach I'm going to introduce shortly, my guest who has yet to feature on here. There's only a few guys left, so one of you were meant to be on a few weeks ago when we had to uh, unfortunately cut the cut the pod that week, so look, don't worry, you're going to come back on shortly, but uh, this guy here, look, started pretty much on fire. He had a, a real good start and probably had about three or four wins, probably four or five wins on the trot, and uh, since had gone through a bit of a slump, but look, this week, he's, he's managed to turn that slump upside down into a bit of a hump, and he's managed to, to get on top, get the chocolates, and come out victorious putting together a nice good win to get him back in that top two contention. So, look, if you don't know who I'm talking about right now, you look, it's probably, just skip ahead a little bit, maybe skip 15 seconds because I'm about to introduce the man himself. He, you guys might know him as uh, as the other Brian, the the better Brian, the, you know, the the host of the Southgate Fantasy League podcast. So, we've got another podcaster in our midst. So, look, we might talk about that. We might not. We'll have to wait and see. I know I've got big shoes to fill here because this guy has been tearing apart the other, other groups. So, look, Without any further ado, I'm going to bring in my guest, the the unflappable, the bloke who cannot be flapped. It is the one and only coach of Martua time. It is Martua. All right, and I welcome my guest this week. It is Mato. Mato, welcome to the pod. What a pleasure it is, Jimmy Boy. I am a uh, long-term listener, full-time lover. Um, you do a great job, mate, and it's just an absolute pleasure to be on with you. Oh, mate, like, you know, I, uh, take my hat off to you as well there. The EPL one that some of these boys are in has, has been a great listen as well. Probably goes a little bit, a little bit longer than what my one does, but but still, definitely good for a laugh. I know uh, Keelan uh, loves getting on his high horse, and I'm sure Scotty really enjoys that too. Uh, you can bet both of them absolutely froth it and get around it. Um, yours is probably yeah far more succinct, and I, I could do better at that. But um, you know, you've got me on board. This could be a long one. It could be an hour and a half. Who knows? Uh, I've got plenty of dribble to talk. Don't worry about that. Oh, no. I feel like whenever we get whenever we get chatting, mate, things just, we go on tangents. Things happen. So I'm looking forward to this being <laughs> one of the longer ones we've had. <laughs> I've got plenty of tangents up my sleeve. So it should Beautiful. be a good laugh. Got to love a tangent. But like, well, we'll go get started. Uh, you, you started off this year pretty pretty hot. You were, you could, yeah, you were one of the late ones in because you weren't sure what you could bring. And then you pretty much got like four or five on the trot to start with. And we're just looking down at everybody, but you've since sort of, uh, I guess, fallen back to earth a little bit. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> those words have come back to haunt me nearly every week on this pod, haven't they? did have much to offer, but I actually did not think I had anything to offer. We did it, the small, you know, the other league on the side last year. I had a crack at that, and, um, yeah, it didn't go too well from memory. Sort of scraped around, um, semi-managed, but not knowing the players, not being able to watch definitely hurt me, and I thought that would be the same um, this time around, but the sleeper app genuinely has done me some favors along the way. Just sitting on the on the draft, having just a quick look, trying to set the long term team. Um, I didn't pick rookies galore like Scoop Boy or anything like that, um, but I've certainly just picked for the now, and I'm hoping that we can continue on. And it, you know, there was a bit of downside there along the way, but started definitely hot. And I think uh, Gronkowski was the reason for that one. The boy, the old boy. I'm not expecting a long term from him, but he definitely got some points rolling for me. And since he's been injured, that's when the team seems to have gone down. So hopefully we can get him back soon. Yeah, the thing to talk is he's not too far away. So 
you'd definitely be hoping hoping for that one. But yeah, obviously the yeah, the, the dynasty league in general. What are your sort of thoughts on on how it'll uh, it'll sort of pan out for the the foreseeable few years? Uh, it's it's so hard to know, isn't it? Um, players who you think are quite good, who you've been have dropped off of late, and I'm like, fuck, are they a long termer or not? I'm really not sure. The draft picks I'm going to find really interesting. I think that's where people who have a bit of an idea will be able to show off the knowledge and be able to pick up the right guys. But in saying that, you know, I feel like it takes a few guys a few years to sort of get going as well. We've seen guys like, um, was it Patterson who's just sort of rolled up? He was a special teams and now he's getting some big minutes and showing he can do stuff. Like there's going to be some guys out of the box. So if I can semi keep my ear to the ground, which has been a lot harder since going back to work. I think that's definitely coincided with the drop-off as well. Um, but if you can keep your ear to the ground, I think the, the dynasty will be uh, really interesting to follow that for a few years, for sure. Yeah, and I think, well, the good thing about the draft picks is you can probably go similar to what the draft picks and the actual NFL go. So I think we'll do it after that. So if they, you know, two or three quarterbacks go early, you're like, well, obviously they're, they're the ones that have turned out to be good. So you can sort of use that as your sort of your base. If, you know, if you need a good wide receiver, whichever one the first few picks of the wide receivers are, you're like, oh, he's obviously he's a good one. Exactly yeah, right. You would that. have thought that's the way to go about it. And then it's just trying to figure out, are they going to a team where they're going to get a run straight away? Or are they going to a team that's like, we'll develop them for a couple of years or not and, and so on. And that's, um, or, you know, are they going to a team that had, uh, you know, Odell Beckham who gets traded off and now they're suddenly getting a look. So uh, there's always a little bit of that and, and trying to figure out who to bring in is always tricky. I find every time, I'm like, oh, someone's injured. I'll go see who the backup is for that player, and they're already gone. Or <laughs> they're already, you know, someone's already put in. And even though I've got a hundred bucks up my sleeve, I don't know how to use it, so it's sort of irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, like see, I think the, uh, the good, that's probably the problem about having a 30, 30, uh, 30 deep squad because there's pretty much all the good players are taken. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And yeah, you just it's just when injuries pop up if you can pick someone off for a, a couple of weeks, and then even then, do you hold on to them after that? It's hard to know. I just stack up on defenders, so it's all good. Yeah, it worked well. Worked well to start, and then you dropped. You dropped a few defenders, and all of a sudden you started falling off. So, yeah, I know. I should have backed him in. The defensive structures they they cost me against Keelan, and uh, it was the bye week for me that week actually too. I really had no right to be in that matchup, and then I ended up losing it just because Keelan's defense got going. And then since then, it's been a losing streak. So that one really hurt the morale, I think. Um, so fuck you, Keelan. I really hate you, and. Uh, <laughs> But I think we're back on track. We're steadying the ship, so it's good. Exactly right. And look, you know, speaking of steadying the ship, let's go to some of the, the matchups that we had last week. So the, the first one was myself, KSLR, 161.84, beating out Kama, Team Kama, 143.58. So talk to me about this one and uh, what you may have liked and not liked. So this one came down to one matchup, didn't it? I mean, you'd be all across it, but essentially... Mahomes versus Rogers, a difference of 26 points and the overall total was a difference of, what, 18 or something like that. So that was the game right there. Your boy Mahomes finally, like, as your top pick, has brought it home for you. Um, finally. Yeah, country home Mahomes uh, got the job done for you. So that was um, huge for you. Big points there. I can see Gibson steady with the 20 and 18 from Carter. Coach Carter himself, that's a good one to get you. I've got to say, Jim, real sight, this is a tangent. Tangent number one, really yeah. disappointed with the lack of nicknames in people's teams. Like people come on, they talk about the teams and they just say, that's my boy. But I want nicknames. I want to hear that you've got a nickname for your team. It's a dynasty. You're going to have them for a long time, hopefully. Back them in and give them some support and some love. That's what I want to hear. So 
I'm interested to hear if you got any nicknames for your for your players, but certainly um some good scores there um from a few of those fringe ones. Yeah, look, I haven't really thought too many too much about nicknames for some of them, but I might have to to sort of troll over a little bit and uh maybe give them a couple of nicknames because it is an option you can uh, add the names to it or so in some sort of setting. So cool, could be worth everyone going through and just giving a few of their boys the the ones they like a few nicknames, but you know. I don't mind Coach Carter, but you know, I got I got my boy, yeah, you know, Mel Gibson, twenty one point eight. He did well. <laughs> uh, then the big Colonel didn't do very well. Colonel Sanders, seven point one, not quite good enough, but that's all right. And then uh, look, I'm sure I've got a few guys um, a bit further, like uh, you know Drake. I could just leave it as Drake. He's good. Captain Barbosa, I think you got down the bottom there. I've got the other Captain Barbosa, so we're all good there. Uh, maybe you got the shit brother or something, but um, nonetheless, 10 points, you'll take that from a defender every day. That's a solid score. So, um, And Kendrick Lamar, I see 18 points for you, so that's always solid as well. That's it. He knows how to go, man. Kendrick, he's good. He's always up there. If we look at Cavs' team... Um, well, C.D. Lamb, I know that is obviously who who's favourite. Man would be um, getting big points there. Um, Lamb Chop, no doubt about it. He's uh, the big one that he wants. And Ingram um, getting some solid points as well, which is tidy for him, 20.8. Anything over 20 is always good points. But, yeah, as I said, Rogers is the one that really let him down. And the, the man before, Patterson, as well, we saw he had a, he had a down week. Um, it says he's questionable. So, I don't know, did he pick up an injury in the game or something? Yeah, like, I think he rolled his ankle or something like that. Yeah, so maybe that... Uh, that's just one that's a little bit unlucky there. Didn't score the points that he was hoping. And um, it leaves him floundering, doesn't it, down the bottom counter. So disappointed with that one, I would imagine. And, and an opportunity to hopefully, you know, if he had knocked you off, you would have both been three wins and he would have been in Sniff City. But bad luck. Yeah, definitely. I think um, he would have been very unhappy with the just, uh, DK Metcalf just not doing well enough and getting ejected from the game. So just would just really poor form by uh, one of his players there. So he'd want to get into his ear and tell him he's just got to pick up, you know, can't be seen, can't be doing that sort of stuff. And then... No, devastating, because he's been solid. He's put 20 on the board most weeks. I had a look before, so um, he'll be sure to put that one no down. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like I said, Rogers probably the main the main one there. Missed him last week out with COVID this week, his first week back, not playing well. So, look, he's definitely got to, got to hope his, his QBs come back and start scoring well, because he did not draft as many as a lot of us, and they're pretty, um, pretty old. So he's going to have to probably go to the draft, I reckon, to get some good QBs. Ooh, that's a good point. I didn't realise that. I can see, uh, oh, what's he got? Carr and Cousins on the bench there, is it? So, yeah, those fringe sort of guys who aren't necessarily going to put up the big numbers, but um, they both would have done better than Rogers this week. So maybe spewing with the selection, but understandable. Rogers has been pretty solid. Um, and in a win, I always find it so disappointing when they win, but they just haven't thrown touchdowns or they've given off that run to the running back or something. You're just like, you fucking dog of a quarterback. What are you doing? <laughs> you almost hate Absolutely. it when they get to like, you know, like first and goal, like within the first five yards, because you know they're not going to throw it. You know they're running it every day, and it's like, mate, just 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 get sacked twice so you can back it like you know, 20, 20 away, <laughs> so you can you have to throw it. Like, I don't give yourself a look, man. Yeah. yeah, give yourself a look. Don't go within the ten yard range if you don't have to. Too exactly. Early. Um, unless you're Alan, who's happy to run the ball and try and get it himself. There's a couple who do it, but um, not too many of them. Is there? They're, they're the uh, um, the ones you're looking for as well. If they can sneak one over themselves, that's always tidy. Yeah, Jalen Hurts loves a run because it was uh, doing my head in early because he would not give the ball to Sanders, Sanders and just run it in himself. So <laughs> really, that's the one time you want him to give the ball off and he doesn't. He just takes it himself and just keeps going. It's like, come on, yeah. 
<laughs> so bloody harsh. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I think that sort of rounds about, doesn't it? Anything you were particularly disappointed about? You're looking at your team. Solid score for you this week as well. I didn't yeah. realize four and six. That's back in. That's back in business. I thought you were really struggling, but four and six is uh, good. Yeah, put a couple of wins together over the last sort of uh, month or so with a couple which I'm pretty happy with. But like I said, Mahomes is definitely the big one there with his his big win, a big points of 36, which. I think it's probably his best score, especially in the last month or two, since probably the first week or two. So very happy he's finally decided to score more than 10. And <laughs> Gibson, first week back after the bye as well, 21, which is what I was expecting most weeks from him. So happy he's done well. Uh, look, Hockerson, I picked him early. He scored a zero, one, rece- one shot, did not did not even uh, give a peep. So I was a bit worried with him. Sanders, Gordon not playing well. Even Shah Lavishka not scoring well. But... Like I said, defense scored well for me. Mahomes did well, and those uh, those running backs finally uh, scoring some points, which is good to good to see. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't realize you had the zero there with Hawkinson. That's who would have a zero? Really? That's uh, that's dreadful. You'd never want a zero, do you? Not not a playing zero as well. Like a playing zero. Like, fair enough. Like a laid out, but like a playing zero is just. Like, I even make sure I get up in the morning, like because I got you know nothing else to nothing else to do at five o'clock <laughs> on a Monday morning. I'm like, I'll get up and I'll watch the game. But I set the time like to four fifty five. So I get that little second just to just quickly browse my team, make sure there's no no outs, and then for him just to come up and go, you know what, I'm not even gonna t- yeah, I'm not even gonna catch the ball you throw to me, bug yeah. It's so harsh, dude. Like Hogginson, only like zero of one, only was yeah thrown to one time. There's nothing worse than that. The week before, what do you have? Eighteen point. Um, eight, <laughs> and eight, we saw it as eight, nothing worse than something when they're not targeted. Yeah, I understand why. Yeah, targets is always a good way. It's like oh well. If they didn't bring one in, that's not the end of the world as long as they're getting the looks. Um, you can live with that for next week or something. But when they just don't get looks, you're just like, what happened? Like, what was the strategy change or what? Yeah, just always leaves you questioning what the hell's going on with yeah. different teams and, and so on. My only hope is the Steelers are really good at uh, sort of that sort of stopping that sort of player. So my hope is that was the case and they didn't want to throw it in too many times because they've got good linebackers, but we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully you can mm-hmm. bounce back next week. Hopefully so. I mean, you know, I'm definitely not an expert, um, a closet expert like Keelan says, so I honestly have no idea why he wasn't targeted on the Yeah, I don't I honestly don't know either. I'm just hoping it's because of the, the defense he played. That's my only my only hope. Yeah. Uh but with that one we turn our attention to the closest game of the round. We had Marcus Sean McBay, 161.4, unfortunately just getting beaten by Michael Hudat, 167.32. So Pretty much like decided by just over just under six points here, so probably one of the closer matchups we've had in this league. Super close, Marcus will be ruined. You know, he'd be pretty filthy with the matchup, wouldn't he? Because he would have won quite a few other games this week. Um, and one sixty one, it's it's solid this week. No huge scores, was there? We didn't have our normal huge scores. I'm not sure yeah. what's going on exactly. Yeah, but three three scores at one sixty something, and that was it. So Marcus was the third highest score. Yeah, so third highest. Um, Good analytics. I love that work. And what does it say? Predictive 190 or something like that. So, yeah, well below. And if everyone was well below. Um, yeah, he'll be a little bit filthy with it. What do I say? Oh, you've stitched him up well here, haven't you? Herbert. You've been talking <laughs> Herbert up for a long time. The, first, the only note I wrote down was Herbert and just laughing. That's all I said. You stitched him. You did exactly what you did to me with Alan and Donald. And you've cost him a game. And I bloody love it. Oh, look, realistically, he would have played Stafford. He's not going to play. Uh, he's not going to play Mac Jones. So he's yeah. He would have lost two points if he'd gone with Stafford. So look, I still maintain. I gave him that little bit better. He, he would not have picked Jones. Hundred <laughs> percent. 
Yeah, fair enough. But at the same time, fuck Marcus and well played by you. Because uh, <laughs> that's really what's um, probably cost him. I mean, Lamar Jackson had a real down game as well, losing to the Dolphins. I'm a Dolphins fan. I didn't watch this one or anything, but um, <laughs> losing to the Dolphins, he couldn't have anticipated that. No, definitely. I would have thought he was in for a, a right treat there, but he's just, yeah. Oh, 16 points. Look, it's okay, but yeah, definitely not what he was hoping. I would have imagined um, with that one, so that hurt him. Um, Marcus, what else do you have? Cooper Cup is uh, the one he keeps going with. Is he the top wide receiver in the league? Is that what's been, been saying? Number one there? player overall, number one wide receiver. There you go, and he kept that going, 23. Um, and no touchdowns either, 23 points without a touchdown, 122 yards, 11 catches. So that's huge. Um, imagine if he had of geez, could have been massive. And in the top five, I would have imagined. Um, Not quite top five this week. The, Yeah, the YouTube top five, he could have got <laughs> in there. But uh, disappointing, he didn't get any touchdowns. Um, and probably because they lost 10 to 31. So, yeah, not not many touchdowns, full stop for um, – uh, for the Rams there. So that's um, unfortunate for him. I can see he's got some solid scores. Um, let down by, what, 4.3 from Lockett in a big zero loss, a shutout loss there. Two of eight received. So, yeah, just didn't pull them in. And that's probably why um, the Sea Eagles had a really challenging day there as well. So you wouldn't expect that to happen too many times. So, um, yeah. yeah. And it's the Seahawks, not the Sea Eagles. It is indeed. There you go. <laughs> Just testing me. <laughs> Just trying to keep throwing everyone off the said that I know anything about ah, of course, this. So yeah, it's all of course, good. yeah. Like you said, I did I didn't watch the Dolphins game. No, of course, yeah. Of course you didn't. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> yeah, like I think you hit the nail on the head with a few of those. Well, you got those those mid to late teens with a few guys, but uh fortunately just not enough for those those deep scores to get him the score, get him what he needed. And um yeah, like you said, lock at four point three, not good. And uh Henderson going off, I think he had a concussion chair test, eight point one, so Definitely hope he uh, he gets better, but with uh, with those players not scoring well, like you said, those teams not playing well, it's, it's hard to get those good scores. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Michael will be thrilled with a win because it keeps him in Sniff City again as well, four and six. So he goes up to the same um, record as you. Probably uh, the worst goal difference, I think, is uh, what's keeping him slightly down still. But he's on he's on the bounce, um, which he'll be happy with. He's got questionables all over the, the field still, and I think that's similar with his bench. Yeah, constant injuries and stuff. So you never know. If he just peaks at the right time, it might it might come good for him. Um, Barrett, yeah, Damian Barrett not doing the job for him with one point. That's um, purple in the back line there um, hurt him. And Definitely. But he's got some solid scores. Obviously, um, Marlon Samuels getting 30 points for him is always solid. Um, you'll take a 30 at any point. Um, that's huge for him and, and a big score. And uh, Cook, 20.8. So, yeah, pretty... Pretty happy with that. I would have thought solid across the board points that just stack up. Yeah, definitely. I said Cook, definitely. You know, the Swedish chef doing very well on twenty there. Uh, the the kettle, the big kettle, uh, sixteen, which is pretty good for a tight end. He's back. He'd be happy with him getting back. And look, he has got a few few injuries, but um, he's got a few guys coming looking to come back. So he'll definitely be, you know, Edward Hilaire coming back, which is handy. Possibly even uh, Edward's not too far away. Montgomery back. So. He's getting these players back and he's starting to score well. So this probably is a, he's one of those danger guys who could sneak into that top six and wreak some havoc on some of us if he gets everything firing at the right time. Yeah, he's uh as I said, if he can do, yeah, if he can sneak in, he's um 
giving himself a look. I think if he gets some of those injuries back, it is the dynasty. I don't know. At a certain point, do you try and cash in on a couple of blokes? I'm not sure. It's it's always hard to do. You play the long game, or are you still counting yourself into this season? It's always um, yeah. I wonder if anyone's going to throw throw the money at someone and try and try and force anything. Is trades done now though, or is it um? Uh, I don't believe. I think this one they can keep going. It looks like they're still active in this one. The other other lead have stopped. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm interested to see if people go. Oh, it looks like it's not my year. Will I um try and cash in for someone? You know, I'll give you a piece now to try yeah. and win the, the title. But you give me yeah. some, some long term stuff, or yeah, give me some long term prospects that could could do me well next season. That would be interesting to see. Will definitely be very interesting. I'm. Uh, I think that's the the big sort of thing. Who knows what to do? Like, I'm not too sure. But yeah, do, do you do you try and go for that all all eggs in your basket now, or do you think okay, well, I'm not not going to make it, so trade off. It'll be interesting to see if anyone decides to which side they decide to take. Mm, I'm I'm intrigued. I've got some uh, <laughs> rubbish trade offers that you just straight up say no. I've got some good ones that are reasonably fair, but. Honestly, as I said, I really don't know enough and I was happy with how I started to be worrying about changing my team. So sorry for the disrespect to anyone, but, um, you know, <laughs> got to have a think about some things and, and yeah, wasn't feeling changing an early team that was doing well for sure. I see it, but it's, if it's still, if it's winning, why would, you, why would you break it? But yeah, might need to maybe reevaluate now with a few drop-offs, but we'll have to wait and see. Mm. And the, the next matchup, we've got uh, Shelve with King Shelve, 132.58. Defeated by the bloke on fire, Keelan Nets, Jets, Mets. Seven wins on the trot, 151.8. Similar to your game, wasn't it? Battle of the quarterbacks, Ryan, 1.68. Um, yeah. I, I don't have much to say about that. That's There's, um, there's not much you can say. Uh, he was really hoping Kyler Murray was going to be back. I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, but I think he dropped uh, Jimmy Garoppolo instead and decided to go for Allen and that probably would have been the difference because Jimmy G had an absolute massive game on well, massive 15.3 but massive compared to Ryan it's like 15 times better than Ryan so <laughs> when have you ever said 15 times better it is we're talking about quarterbacks there's a first time for everything and I've, I've finally said it so we should probably just end this right here because it ain't going to get much better than that <laughs> 15 times better. Uh, Brady didn't have an outstanding game either. They had, they had a loss, Tampa Bay, it looks like, against Washington. Um, so he underperformed as well. But And uh, Keelan very much relies on Tampa Bay, doesn't he? Uh, he's got Fournette, uh, Fournette in there as well. Um, and he's a Goblin as well. One, yeah, a Goblin, yeah. He's yeah, got a fair so, few in there. Yeah, he's got a few and he relies on them. So for them not to do well, he only dropped 150. It was a really good opportunity to knock him off top of the ladder, but instead he keeps rolling through 8-2 and two record now, which is good for him. And he's <laughs> Tyreek Hill, um, yeah, keeps getting the job done and he's, he'd be happy with that. 26 and a half. Um, might make the top five. I'm not sure. That's, uh, that'll be interesting to see. He could be on the fringe there. Um, Taylor, can I just say, what a man. Mark Tubby Taylor, he's got there in the running back position. He's been huge of late, absolutely huge um, for King Shelve. And uh, I think I got him in the other league that we got. So I've just seen him crunch our numbers every single week. He's just having an absolute ripper. And how old is he? 22. So he's a long-termer as well. He's a set and forget and you wouldn't uh, want to get rid of him, would you? No, that's it. Well, yeah, I thought he was probably going to not be as good as he was, as he has been this year. Uh, he was, yeah, top six last year in um, in running backs, and now he's the number one running back this year. So 
he has definitely just taken it. And obviously with Derek Henry being out, he's just got that spot. That mantle is now his, and he is killing it. The uh, you got to love BT. Yeah. yeah, King Henry out. Uh, obviously, big blow for, for my boys. But, um, oh, yeah, being huge. Absolutely huge, Taylor. And, yeah, to hear number one running back doesn't surprise me. He's absolutely killed it. And um, George Jefferson getting him 22.9 there as well. Big score, but it was few and far between, wasn't it? He copped way too many, you know, single-digit scores, four, 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 eight. You know, yeah, just didn't have the spread. And obviously we said with Ryan, the one, that's what um, really hurt him. He would be getting more than 150 most weeks. But this is, again, just another coach with a bad week. And um, Keelan, the benefactor, um, with some sort of average scores along the way there too. He had a few single digits as well. But, um, yeah, big big 26 point in there, probably the difference for him. Yeah, and then probably the, the defence as well. They had uh, the Derwin James, 15 points, so... Definitely puts him in that big that big spot in that defensive line. Uh, and then, yeah, Kelsey, 19.9. So doing pretty good for that, you know, versus got it. So definitely the the difference, I think, in those two. And then, like I said, the QBs, Brady versus Ryan, just goes to show you, uh, you know, probably another time, you know, revisiting Super Bowl from a few years ago where Brady just absolutely smashed the uh, the Falcons and got, it, won that, got that win in overtime. So he's done it again. Yes, I definitely remember that event. <laughs> <laughs> The umpiring was disgraceful, though. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. And the the final matchup, which is one I'm sure you want to talk a lot about, we've got a uh, Scotty with come quite a pounder, 134.34, defeated by yours truly, Mark, to a time, 144.4. Yeah, it's a, uh, as I said, I scraped over the line. I thought Scotty had me for quite a period there, especially going into... I think the, he had one player left on the, the late game on the Monday and I thought, oh, he should get a lead on me here and then um, it's going to be it's going to come down to my last player on the Tuesday and we'll see how they go. Um, and it's just depending on, on what Scotty's boy did. But he actually had a, had a bad finish and ended up below me and you could just sit there and not worry about Tuesday at all. So that was really nice because um, I think I was on like 136 or something like that. So that was handy. Um, I've got a feeling since... Scotty beat me in the AFL draft that I've knocked him off in pretty much every other every other league that we're a part of since. But <laughs> the only one that mattered the was the Money Grand Final. <laughs> I thought he lost it. So it doesn't matter how many times I beat him in all these leagues. It really means nothing in comparison. So you've always got me there, Scotty, at the moment. But right now I have beaten you, so I'll talk myself up a little bit and get a little bit judged out. But... Firstly, we got uh, the muscle man, Alan. Um, I was obviously expecting a little bit more against the Jets. I was really hoping he would go all out and capitalise on some touchdowns. They put 45 points on the board and he only had the two touchdown throws um, and didn't run any in, only the two carries for the three yards. So uncharacteristic for him not to go absolutely huge there. Um, But beggars can't be choosers and uh, I'm a winner. If we look at uh, John Connor, Arnold Schwarzenegger, as we call him, uh, 15.4 points. Great job from him. We got Ezekiel, the Bible, uh, putting 19.7 on the board for me, which is always good. Um, who else do we have there? Uh, can't stop the Teelan. Oh, there he is, 11.5. He's had some down weeks of weight for me, so he's been a little bit disappointing on. But still at least getting the numbers that he's been targeted. Seven times I'll take that most weeks and usually hits a touchdown there, not this week, unfortunately, for me. DJ Carla, DJ Moore there, 6.4. He's been down as well. I've got a lot of players who are down, including Jezelenko, Gezeki, uh, zero points. But as I said, zero of seven. He had seven targets and just didn't drag any 
like in. So if the Gronk gets back, he just slots in and you know he's good for touchdowns and that's what's good for him at the moment. But uh, Jezelenko having a bad one for me. Uh, who got? Brown, the marquee man, 8.7. I know he's actually got, I think he's called Hollywood, isn't he? He's actually nicknamed. Hollywood Brown, yeah. Marking. Yeah, we, we bring our own nickname to this team, mate. So the that's marquee it. man. Um, 8.7, not his best again. It's just a lot of players down, but the shovel wasn't down. Stefan Diggs, um, 30.2. What a man just lifted my team because without him, we were absolute garbage in all honesty going through this. He's the kind of player um, that knows how to dig up. <laughs> he does. He's learned how to get maybe all the way to China and back around. I'm not yeah. sure how he's figured it out, but he's doing a great job. Um there for me this week, at least. He needed a big one. He was having some down weeks, so it's good that he bounced back. When we look at uh, pits, Lynx Africa, 11.5. We all know we want Lynx Africa in the armpits there. Um, as I said, Captain Barbosa, 7.5. Um, Davy Jones getting me 4.5. And uh, Mr. Diggory, Amos, 7, uh, rounding it out for my team this week. So, look, in all honesty, most of them were having a down week, and you, as I said, was expecting around that 180 mark. It's usually what I'm trying to aim for. That's been the team motto and our game plan. But it, this week, 144 scrapes over the line. Um, Scooty Boy, when you have a look at his, Prescott, really, really solid. I was getting a bit annoyed looking at how many points he was throwing down. That was uh, frustrating. And he ran a touchdown in. He's one of the quarterbacks who did get the job done there and running one in. Um, so well done to him. McCaffrey was back, of course, when I matched up against him and put solid, you know, paper mash AOC he put there. Well, he put points on the board for you this week, 27.6. So, um, yeah, solid from him. But then luckily for me, he had some real garbage scores in there. He did copper zero the same as me and Gage. Beasley a 3.5, Brown 3.3. So he copped enough garbage in there in his defense. None of them hitting uh, double digits as well, which was handy for me. So limped over the line, but... That's all you got to do, isn't it? That's it. Well, you know, you limbed over the line, but you're also the the fourth highest score, so you wouldn't, you know, you you sort of uh, meandered over, you moseyed over the line, I'd say. Yeah, top top half of the scores, but lucky with the matchup because it could have easily been in Marcus's shoes, couldn't we? Yes, definitely, definitely could have been, but yeah, that's where the fixturing comes into it. Sometimes you've got to be uh, just got to play who you can play. Yeah, and I think that's um, I think when Keelan beat me, it was a top and second top score, wasn't it? I think that's what we said. So that was that's always fucking annoying. But um, this one got the right matchup. Thanks, Scotty boy, and we take a W and move on. That's it. And that one year against Keelan, I think you predicted to score like 120 or something because you had about 20 players on a buy. And then when you were coming up to win, I'm like, oh, he's getting on the pod. This is going to be fantastic. And then Keelan just happens <laughs> I to. I thought it was going to be glorious. And I then was Keelan actually like, in. oh my god. I'm not only in this game, I'm in the box seat. And then his defense bloody went nuts. So I couldn't believe it. Just sacks galore. Yeah. Oh. Well, actually, speaking of a, a good defense, uh, Scotty left some uh, some points wanting on the bench. We might just have to mention this. Uh, old uh, old Landry scoring 11.5. Uh, Binham, Binham, Cameron Binham, 13. And big Devin White, 35 points left wanting on the bench. Yeah, so if he switches his three defenders around... <laughs> Probably gets an extra, what, 40 points there or something? He probably would have almost cracked the 200. Yeah, I think 45, 50 points there. Uh, lucky me. Thanks for the selections. Let's see it. Well, you know, it's exactly right. This is where it comes down to, you know, you look at the, the Week 10 report and definitely underperformed. He added a possible uh, 191 points and he only scored 134. So definitely not the not the least effic- not the, the least efficient manager, but definitely one of the ones up there. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, not the least, but uh, certainly not the best, and it leaves him 
it was a, it was an important win because if he wins that, we're both level and sitting in the middle, and it would have been costly um, for me. But the difference got a got a two game gap there to that to that bottom half. The difference between six and four and four and six now, which um, is handy considering my start as well. Yeah, gives you that two game buffer, which you know, as me and me and Shell talked about last week, probably the game to watch was was yours because one win either way puts you either right back with the pack or a game ahead, and uh, yeah, you're two games clear of of Scotty, so. I was right, yeah, two games clear of me, me and Scotty and Michael, so definitely the spot you mm. want to be in. So remind me of the finals for this one. We got, is it top two go straight through and then the bottom four do the matchup from there? Yeah, so top two get a buy. So if we were to do it now, we would have uh, Marcus and Keelan have a buy. I would play Shelve and uh, you would play Scotty and then you mm. would play, the, you would, the winner of that would play Marcus, the winner of mine would play, would play Keelan. Yeah, and I can say that Michael is also equal points with Scott now as well, just with the worst goal difference um, hurting him. So it makes it tight for him and, and all of you. Probably Hammer, ooh, he needs to get a run on, doesn't he, if he's going to do anything. Yeah, a couple of weeks left. I'm not, I think it starts 14, around 14, so still a fair couple of weeks to go. So things can, can change, but I'll have to wait and see. Yeah, looking forward to seeing how it pans out too. Definitely, I'm uh, yeah, right in the thick of it. So really looking forward to to getting hopefully a few more wins and cementing my spot. Love it. Although on the plus side, I'm getting, at least I've got a few more wins than I do in the other league. So <laughs> yeah, true that. Yeah, maybe that's why I'm getting confused. I saw sort of like, oh, James is doing too bad. <laughs> the other one, isn't it? The other one. I, I won my first game this week. So <laughs> don't ask me how, but that's yeah, that's it's bad. I'm just glad I won one. I won one. I can I can be shit for now, but I've won one. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah, you just gotta just win one. Just don't do a lap around the pool table with the pants down. I That's really didn't. Weird. I really didn't want to pull laps. So I'm very happy I got that win. So I can just yeah put the put the arrows back in the quiver and just set up shop. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, just don't pull the quiver on me if we got a match up coming up. That's for sure. <laughs> I'll try not try not to. I'll do my best. Love it. All right, yeah. Now we turn our attention to the the all important top five players and give them the bit of the pump up they deserve. Uh, coming in at number five, we have Daryl Williams with Nets Jets Mets twenty nine point four. Nets Jets Mets twenty nine point four. How solid is that? That's a great game week four in there. Um, and into the top five, you need to YouTube this bad boy, don't be top five. <laughs> well done um, to him there. And uh, as we said, a big part and a big component of um, him getting the job done. Uh, but he was on the bench, wasn't he? So I, was say, I just had a look. He was on the bench. So probably don't need to talk about him too much because Keelan doesn't care about him. So why should we? <laughs> Good point. All right. Yeah, Keelan just be better, all right? Next one, we have your boy, Stefan Diggs, 30.2. Well, we said the shovel. Uh, he learned how to dig up and this week um, against a really... You know, average jet steam. He just cashed in and filled the boots, and hopefully, he just builds confidence from there. Yeah, look, he definitely hasn't had the the start. I think a lot of people were expecting um, a few a few down weeks, but look, he's definitely definitely in a good spot. And look, he's he's probably going to score well more more often than not with with these guys. You know, Bills playing well, so definitely in a good spot for you. Number three, we've got the big Debo Samuel just pipping him out by point one of a point thirty point three with Michael's team. Yeah, the Marlin, we said about him before, and that was probably a big difference in getting the job done, wasn't he? Uh, we said the, the quarterback matchup, but copying, yeah, the 30 got him over the line, Michael. So that's one you can put down to one player and just be really happy um, that you got the big Marlin. Yes, definitely. And uh, look, another guy who is also on the bench, uh, Devin White. So the the uh, the Don Strasburg has not come out well, 35. 
<laughs> it could have been, right? Like, yeah, we just said it absolutely cost him. Could have been uh, really big for him. Yes, definitely. And look, number one, the boys finally got back. Big Pat Mahomes from myself, 36.2. Just finally getting some good scores happening. Number one, Patty Mahomes. What a dominant display from Patty. Oh, can you must have been frothing it. Did you watch that one? Was it on? Did you catch a live? Or? I was catching a little bit of it because I was uh, in one of the other leagues I was in. I was hoping to win all four of my leagues. Um, I needed Mahomes to score well, but not too well. So I needed him to score like a 20 to 30 sort of points to give me the win against Kama, but like not too high. But in the other leagues, for some reason, you get more points for scoring like uh, like like we get more points, so Mahomes got like score like forty six. Sorry, he absolutely killed me. <laughs> I have no idea how he got yeah. after ten points, but ended up fucking me. But anyway, it's it's okay. I digress because uh, look, he got me the win in this one, which is important. So, is that worse when you're back? Like, I think Gil had said there's someone tried to trade him for camera, I think, or something like that, and he was like. No, I got him in my other league. You want people who you can just barrack for and only barrack for them. Yeah. As soon as someone has them in another league, you're like, do well, but not too well when you're playing them and stuff. You don't want that. It's the worst. But um, Paddy, a huge score for you. That's a and and finally, like you've been craving it because you just need your number one pick to do well. Yeah, probably will have picked him early over a few running backs and look hasn't paid probably over dividends early. But yeah, if he keeps doing that, then it's definitely been worthwhile. But yeah, running backs are a bit slim for myself, but that's okay because hopefully if he does this again, I'll, I'll won't even <laughs> what running backs. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. We could use that pick as we said before. There might be one that just jumps out of the box. So yeah, well, I got you got my my first pick and Michael's first pick. So hopefully I can put one of them to good use. <laughs> hopefully so. I am really interested to see how the, the draft expands out. That's for sure. Definitely, and look, I've, uh, I, I may have accidentally forgot this uh, this segment a couple of weeks in a row now. But look, we'll, we'll turn attention to the the coach of the week before I forget, because yeah, last week I forgot, and the week before that I actually forgot and had to throw it in at the end and, and call back. So let's let's go to our coach of the week this week. What are you? What are your thoughts and who are you thinking this week? Well, I had down um, Michael obviously had the biggest score this week. Um, it was a down week for most, but he he was the one who produced and put it on the board. So that's that's all for him. And as I said, it contextually keeps him in the hunt. Four and six now, the difference between that and, and the three. And as we said, it keeps him on the fringe of finals and he could pounce. So I thought that was a really good performance. Um, I thought you as well, you really helped me out also by beating Kama this week. Um, and so did, did Michael. It's always good when there's someone clearly down the bottom. I like when you know that you're sort of going to lock yourself in a final. So, um, you know, Marcus, it would have been good if you had Michael and you would have given us another extra extra game clear of everyone there, but you didn't get the job done. But um, your win, your goal difference, 161 points, I thought that was pretty solid and, and a big result. Um, so I thought out of those two, obviously me, we, we talked about earlier the difference between being in that top two or whatever, but... But, you know, um, at the end of the day, I'll probably play Scoot even beating him in the current format. So it'll be, yeah, interesting to see. But probably very slightly leaning towards Michael just because how important it is for his season moving forward. But interested in your thoughts. Yeah, I've actually had the uh, the other other two winners here. I think, um, look, Keelan, seven on the trot, just keeps putting it together. And he's got that that really that hot burning fire on the app now. So it's just really just sort of cements. Every time you look at the match at the league, he's just sitting there and he's crackling away. He's just on fire. So... Look, for him to keep that alive and to sit in that top spot against Shell, which was, you know, top two, I think he was versus versus third or something like that, puts him that extra, that two games clear top spot. Contextually, you know, not the biggest score, but contextually, like we said, really sort of uh, puts him in a really, really good box seat. 
And also, I think yourself as well, like we talked about last week, me and Shelv, you versus, uh, versus Scotty, getting that win for yourself, put your two games clear. And the, the loss puts Scotty right back in, you and Scotty right back on the same point. So I think your win contextually, you know, really, really just helped you out. And was that win you needed to do after like probably three or four losses in a row. So I think I'm actually probably leaning towards yourself just because as you've said in the other podcasts, it's not always the highest score. Sometimes it does come down to, to who wins, you know, backs against the wall, contextual stuff. I think uh, I'm, even though you were the lowest scoring winner, I'm thinking I'm going yourself just because of what it meant. That's a good point. And, uh, Look, I'm happy to receive it. Um, <laughs> I'm happy to take any accolades. As I said, uh, Scotty still has the wood over me because he won the game that mattered. But I think the way that you just said that, this one definitely mattered, Scott. Um, it sounds like it mattered a lot. Um, you should feel bad about this. Uh, you should probably cry now that you know that you've lost a very, very important game. I didn't realise it was as important as it is, but it was very important. Important enough to win Coach of the Week. So, Scott, really feel bad about this one moving forward. Um, and I'll happily accept the accolade of Coach of the Week. I think. Yeah, well, that's it. Another another thing. Yeah, you, I said, look, you've lost the yeah, three on the three on the trot before that, and your last one was 108 points. So you've uh, you've definitely turned the tide, as we said last week. And to get the win, even though you know a few few mistakes from Scotty, probably could have got him different. But yeah, I think uh, I'm going to tip my hat to yourself. Typical, eh? good sir. I love it. And. Uh... Bad like Scott, but uh, good for me. And yeah, you're right. We're back on the board. I'm hoping we can build momentum, and um, this will be huge moving forward. That's exactly right. And uh, look, the so that was the the Andy Reid Award. And look, Andy Reid came out and won this one well this week with Mahomes. So look, the Andy Reid is is back. So we're gonna keep we're gonna stick with it. Uh, but in terms of the Adam Gase Award, the the least favorite award that anyone no one else when no one wants to be named in the same space, who are you thinking? It's hard. Um, there was some really bad results, wasn't there, across the board? As we said, everyone was down, so it's trying to figure out who was who was more down and who's really hurt themselves and making it really tricky for themselves as well. Um, I feel like Marcus has to be in there. I know that he had a high score and he probably got a little bit dogged by the fixture, but when you were six and three, he had a real good opportunity contextually to put himself right up there, top two, like, and, and be right in the hunt. Um, so I think he'll be disappointed with that one. Um, Kama, his team is just not going for him at the moment. And that's probably the other really obvious uh, selection there. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I feel like, yeah, Kama, obviously with this one, putting him two and eight, uh, five losses on the trot, really needs to sort of. Uh, get into his boys and turn them around. So he's definitely the one I'm leaning towards as well. Yeah, shelved with a down week, but I think that's just a little bit harsh. Like, um, yeah, I don't think that was necessarily one that he would uh, say defines his team by any means. Yeah, um, whereas, with... yeah, Cameron needs to get out of a slump here and, and probably coming against you, he thought you, he would have thought this is an opportunity to get back on the board and, and back, back in the hunt. So losing that was big, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, Shelv have that 1.2 as a quarterback. So, look, not going to happen very often. But I mean, yeah, was it getting a bit, bit oh, you know, not upset. But, you know, first thing early uh, early Monday morning, uh, got up, started watching the football. Yeah, started watching. I had CeeDee Lamb in my other league. I had uh, uh, I had uh, Ingram in my other league. So I was like, saw them match up against me here. And I'm like, oh, look, if they can just do, do well enough but not too well, they'll be happy. Within <laughs> five minutes, CeeDee Lamb puts on like 15 points. And I'm like, all right, he can he can slow down a bit now, and then he ends up getting twenty eight point nine. Ingram goes twenty. I'm like, yeah, that's me done in this league. That's me done. But you know, hopefully I get enough to get the other win. So them, my boys, to come back and rally late and get that win, very happy. But 
Cam would be very unhappy with the the ninety percent chance he had to win to see it just dwindle away. <laughs> would not be happy. Uh, nothing worse than seeing just that early predictor that you've got a ninety percent chance of just seeing it fade. It, uh, it's happened to me a few yeah, times, and I, I don't appreciate it at all, sleeper. Fix your shit. <laughs> I can't be too upset with sleeper, as I said. They help me a lot with the draft, and, and the team looks like it's soft enough. So I'm not going to sledge sleeper, but. Um, you want to fix the wind viz, wouldn't you? The wind viz just uh, twos and fro's way too much. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe have a look. Review yeah, I feel it. like wind viz has got a bit of a better idea of the uh, the odds. At least he goes 50-50 most of the time. <laughs> exactly right. Just put it through the uh, the wind viz machine. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. Yeah. <laughs> See what comes out. Just leave it at 50% the whole day until like the last final minutes, then just like change your predictions. It's like it goes it goes too far one side. It's just like one guy scores five. It's like, oh, well, there's your, there's your, your chance is gone now. Even within the game, I feel like who's in charge of the maths here because it's like the third quarter and it's like, oh, no, he's under, he's under his predicted. And it's like, what are you talking about? The third quarter just started and he's well past half the points that he needs for your predictor. Like, I don't, I don't really get the maths side of it either. I'm just like, there's a yeah. percentage of this quarter left. He's still got plenty of time. And uh, but and I think that's the thing. If they get a touchdown, then it just blows the whole thing up, doesn't it? But it just cracks the heads and, yeah. and goes to the green. So yeah, they're expect sometimes they're expected to score a touchdown, and like you know, they score enough points. It's like okay, well, they're good. Then they score one. It's like oh, the whole thing's just like they're like I oh, don't no, fuck. They just throw their paper up and go fuck this, and we're going home. <laughs> just swing it. Yeah. Hey, there it goes. The wind is so, switched again. Yeah. Although yeah, like, I think we've talked in there a few guys. It's be hard to be hard to predict who's going to score touchdowns and who's going to do well. Whereas. AFL fantasy, yeah. If someone touches the ball twenty times, you can you can kind of guess what their average touches are going to be. Oh yeah, it's far more predictable, isn't it? Exactly what their points are going to be. So um, yeah, it was interesting with that one, and or even just how many times, as we said, like we said before, there's a couple who who went a hundred yards um, and had you know eight catches, and you get big points anyway. Um, there's a couple of the guys who have seven catches and two touchdowns and they're flying like, you know, even three catches, two touchdowns, like you just never know how it's going to roll and they get huge points. So yep. just finding and figuring out who they are and, and how you're going to get them is, uh, is the whole thing, isn't it? Exactly. I think it's a bit more, yeah, the, the points are a bit, a bit more up in the air. You just don't know really, but that's the fun of it. It is the fun. It is good too. When there's a, you know, five minutes left, your team's in possession and you're just like, oh, could it be my guy who gets the catches or could they get a little run on like absolutely nothing for most of the game and then get one little stretch where they're targeted four times in a row and get all your points and you're just like, oh. yep. it is. That's that's the the magic of it, isn't it? That's what's fun about it. Exactly right. And look, speaking of all this all this this, this little predictor tangent, let's turn our attention to the, the world famous matchups next week and look at the predictions and how good they're going to go. First up, we yeah, have myself, James Kaysalar, 169.07 predicted versus Marcus Sean McBay, 182.8. So a 68, 32% sway to Marcus's way. So not good for myself. No, have you updated your team fully or are you just holding that one? Is this a bit of a play? Are you trying to nah, psych out? No, nah, I, did, I did have a look beforehand because I have, have uh, called out a few guys for up, making sure their teams are updated. So I'll make sure my teams are updated before I hop on. It's one of the last things I do before the pod. Okay, so just to confirm, Marcus, this is not a psych out. Um, you can guarantee you're going to win this one. You've got a 68% chance. Um, I don't see how you lose. No, well, I guess, and then also, you know, he's kind of had his, uh, he's, he's had his choice made for him because Stafford's on a buy, so he kind of has to play Herbert. So, you know, he's not going to play Mac Jones because if he plays Mac Jones, he's just really just, he's just, it's silly. You know, he's going up against Atlanta, so Atlanta's not going to be, you know, a pushover or anything. So clearly you've got to play Herbert. You got to play Herbert. You got to back him in. 
um, you yeah, you got to live and die by it. And um, it's definitely not a psych out, as we said. No, James did psych was, you out. That was definitely not a psych out. Me telling you to play Herbert is definitely not a psych out. Definitely not a psych out. Back in Herbert, back him in all the way. Um, mm. Don't even think about anyone else. Waste of time, Herbert. Exactly. And next matchup, we have Michael Hudat predicted to score 183.55. Versus Camut team Camut one seventy nine point four six so a fifty five to forty five sway Michael's way so a nice close one here. Yeah, high predictions one eighty one seventy as we saw. I expect this one to end up about one hundred twenty seven point three three to uh, ninety seven point six two. That's how I expect that one to go. Um, Michael will get the job done, um, but they will not hit anywhere near what's expected. There we go. We've heard it here first. So everybody watch that. Watch this space and let's see how close his Mardo's predictions are. Might have to get the, the Mardo bet app roaring for this uh, <laughs> NFL one. See if we can uh, expand and get some more servers online. Search the App Store. There'll be something there, I imagine. Beautiful. And always gamble responsibly. Gamble responsibly. Uh, next one, we have Shelve, King Shelve, a 171.53 predicted versus yourself, Martua Time, 175.68. A 44, 56% sway your way. Yeah, coin toss, isn't it? Uh, it's supposed to be very, very close. Um, I think he got the better of me early in the season. I think he was my first loss, actually, possibly. So I'm um, just going off memory. So I definitely owe him one. Um, it looks like it'll be really close. If Gronk gets up, though, don't expect to win this one, Shelv. And if he uh, doesn't, then, um, yeah, could be in trouble again. We'll see how we roll. There we go. We'll have to wait and uh, watch that space. I feel like he can't be too far away now, surely. Surely not. It can, every week's been questionable, but um, he hasn't put any training under the belt, it doesn't seem like. So that's where, uh, you know, I don't really want to back him in either until you've, you, you're you're yeah. 100% certain. And unlike you, I'm probably not getting up at 4.30 to check the team. So yeah, no, it's good to hope for a don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, favourable Friday or a Monday or something where I find out a little bit more. Yes, definitely. And the, the last matchup, we have Come Quarter Pounder 162.01 predicted versus the on fire team Killen Nets Jets Mets 193.26. So a 15 to 85% sway. Mm, who's Tampa play? Play New York, is it? Yeah, so basically that's uh, they're pretty good for some points, you'd think. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. So it's hard to see Heels losing there. I honestly don't see how he loses this. It would be absolute shambolic for him. Um, not that there's, you know, not that I'm trying to put the moz on your Heels, but honestly, 85% chance, 8-2 record, um, unstoppable, unbeatable, giving him the trophy. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so he does have a zero on the field due to an IR, an injury reserve player. So he may be coming back this week. He may have put him in there. So we'll give him a couple extra percent there. So maybe like a 20-80% sway. Oh, wow. Okay. So we, uh, well, maybe maybe that's changed everything, Keelan. Maybe you're not going to win at all. Maybe Scott's all good to go. Maybe this is the end for you. I'm not sure. But honestly, um, hard to see Keelan losing many games here. He's absolutely flying, which it pains me to say, um, especially with the Nets, Mets, Jets as your name. Oh, man. There's some garbage in there. There's no doubt. But his team keeps producing. Exactly right. He's got a, he's got a pretty, good, pretty good setup at the moment. He's got a few guys. Uh, Tyreek Hill is, uh, I know if, if, if he scores well, Scott, he's going to be very unhappy, but also happy because he has him in other, other leagues. So it'll be one of those bittersweet moments. But yeah, it probably comes down to Tampa Bay for Keels and they've done him well so far. Yeah, and Sam Mix a lot in the the extra running back. Being able to have a third one in there who's scoring well, that's huge for you, isn't it? Even with the buys, you can cover that if you've got a third high scorer. So 
that uh, makes a big difference to his team as well. Yeah, definitely got uh, smart and picked a, a few running backs early, unlike myself. So definitely uh, got the good the good uh, flexibility. I think is probably we you know what he's probably sets him across. And defensive structures, which we mentioned earlier as well, oh, which yeah. have held him in good stead. He loves a good defensive structure. Absolutely. Yes. All righty, Mato. I think that's uh, that's all we've got time for. Is there anything else you would like to address before we, we sign off? I have one more for you. Um, I was thinking before I came on, what's what's something that maybe we could uh, be adding? I know we've got that fourth down and everything, and I wanted to put this one to your fourth down. Um, you know the game, marry, kill, fuck. So you're going to marry one, kill for one, or fuck one. But I wanted to bring that into the, uh, the dynasty, and I thought... Instead, you can marry one. That's a dynasty. So you're keeping them for the entire, you know, rest of their career. Um, you can kill one, so you can cut them. Or you can fuck one, and that's keep them for one season and just ride them out and enjoy it. Mm. And so I'm giving you this week the options. Um, I've got two for you, but the first one is a quarterback option. You've got Mahomes, Herbert, and Allen. So you've got a dynasty one, cut one, and keep one for the season. What are you going yeah, look, uh, I'm probably cutting Herbert just because I don't know. I don't, I don't quite, don't quite, don't quite uh, join in the hype as everybody else had. I wasn't, I wouldn't have drafted him earlier like a few people did. So I feel like he's he's my my kill. And then I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna marry Mahomes just because I picked him early this one. So I'm gonna back him in and I'll uh, I'll I'll fuck I'll fuck Alan because yeah I can't root for the Bills when they play the Jets twice every year. We'll keep him away season. We'll ride him out. Um, but yeah, long term, no, we're not going to get around him, as you said. Yeah, not long term. Yeah, no, nah, not because not when he's uh, playing for the Bills and playing the Jets and beating them twice every year. No, nah, you can. I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll enjoy you for a little bit, but then I'm going to just toss you to the side. I love that. And look, I have one more for you. This one's more relevant to Kama. He's sitting at the bottom at the moment, and as I said, I feel like there's an opportunity for him to make a decision if he thinks he's out of this league this season. He's got an opportunity to, to decide on a couple of his players as well. And so I'll throw in it to you. You've got Williams, Patterson, and Rogers in his team at the moment from the weekend who, who didn't do super well there. What would you do there? Is it, Who are you going to keep for the dynasty? Who are you going to ride out uh, for the season? And who do you think maybe he should look to trade or cut now and um, possibly get some pieces for the future? What would you what would you go there? Yeah, that's, uh, that's an interesting one. I'm probably... Just have a look. I'm gonna check. Just gonna check their their ages and and things and how they go on. So look, I'm probably gonna gonna fuck. Yeah, fair gonna... enough. Because I mean, Rogers is getting you would imagine close, but you never know with guys like Brady as well. He might get a get new life somewhere or, or you know do something else there. We talked about Patterson and his sudden resurgence and well resurgence, I should say, emergence, hasn't he? He's just yeah. popped up out of nowhere and being dominant. But do you write that out or do you like? Is he going to be a long term? Who knows? And uh, Mike Williams there as well. He probably underperformed before him. On the weekend, but is generally pretty solid. So, what do you reckon? I am going to marry Williams, twenty-seven years old, and look, hasn't had a great, great time a lot of the time. You know, been the top, probably you know, second or third wide receiver, uh, finished in the top forties for most time. So, I'm probably going to marry him just because he's the young one. I am going to okay. kill Patterson. He's only thirty years old, and this is the first year he has done anything. Uh, so who knows how long it's going to last? And I'm going to fuck Rogers because look, if you get him for another year and he does this again, I'll I'll be happy to ride that out. I like that. I think that's pretty good as well. Um, 
Yeah, Rogers. While while he's still hot, why not just keep him for a season or so and see how it pans out um, at the moment? And as you said, Patterson and or Williams. Williams has the age on his side and he's been solid. He had a bad week, but you, you maybe don't throw the baby out with the bathwater there unless, as I said, he feels like he can get a lot of value out of him. Maybe Patterson, though, someone looking for a piece to win right now, that could be something you could get uh, some value for moving forward as well into into the future. Yeah, definitely. That's that's definitely worth uh, looking at because, yeah, he's sitting top 10 uh, out of these players in his uh, position now, but before that, he's best before that was like a 40 something so he's struggling you know before that but he's definitely yeah, come out of the woodwork and he's performing well so could he yeah could he pass him off who knows i like it but um look with that i'm obviously uh you know really appreciate my time on the pod a lot of all the work that you're doing mate for the rest of the league um expect me to go on a big win streak here and um dominate and win the title appreciate right. it. you've heard it here first so look out everybody all right, beautiful, mate. Thank you very much for your time. Appreciate it as always. And, uh, oh, yeah, let's uh, have a good weekend of football and uh, go Jets. Hopefully the Dolphins suck balls this week. All right, guys, that's all we've got time for. So I appreciate the, the chat with Marta. That was a bit of a longer one than expected, but we, we did call it early. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this longer one and uh, look forward to talking to you all next week. This was the 8 Guys 1 Cup Round 10 Review Podcast. And I, as always, am your host, James Degussic.